Hi, you are listening to Claudia and Esma. What, what is <laughs> this? Wait, what is this? Here, hold my mimosa. We're, we already started drinking. Sorry. Cheers, bitches. <laughs> we're, we're so excited. We just wanted to get straight to it. Cut, cut it out. We're like, forget it. It's as Claudia and Esma. Let's get to who, we're, who we have on our show today. But we're actually the opposite of straight. <laughs> we're not getting straight to it. We're getting drag queen to it because today we have gay to it. We're getting gay to it. (laughs) We're getting gay to it straight. Yeah. The opposite of straight. We are getting, I'm so excited about this interview. I've been talking about it forever. I'm super, super uh, just happy that we have this beautiful soul. That's fabulous. And just going to take this to another level. This is Anya body ladies and gentlemen and she's fabulous well thank you for the (laughs) lovely intro (laughs) so just so you know people understand exactly how i came to meet anya um i was in palm springs and got tickets to illusions yes and anya comes out and literally you stole the show i could not (laughs) keep my eyes off of you i was just staring because i'm like what your costumes the chucky the bride killed me <laughs> that's my favorite favorite number that i do i have it's favorite number that, that i do it's it's like uh, it has a little bit of everything uh i mean first we start off with like obviously it's like you get the bride of tiffany valentine come on now yeah and an iconic voice like um <laughs> Like, and then, and then you go from there and immediately I'm like, oh, I'm embodying this character. She's fucking nuts. She's she is. nuts. And then we go from that into like seducing the audience. Cause she's also sexy. And then her relationship with Chucky, it's just so campy and funny. Anyway, I love that number so much. It's my favorite number. I, my nickname uh, in Riverside uh, is La Chooks. They call me. <laughs> this lesbian couple it's just like you know how chucky is chucky Uh, Chucky (laughs) so as was as was middle eastern so ah okay yeah yeah yeah. she passes she passes as mexican (laughs) okay it's very much like you know how when uh if like when you get a nickname if if Latinos like you, they give you a nickname. Always. Even if it's offensive, like, oye, un tal gordito, or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, it, if they're, if they're talking, if they're saying, if they're asking about you when they're giving you a nickname, they like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's when they don't have a name for you where you're like, they're like, oh, she don't like him. <laughs> like him. It's true. Okay, so, so tell us about Illusions. What is this place? Is it a... Okay, so Illusions is my show in Palm Springs. I host it every weekend. Um, it varies. It varies. Like when we're really busy, sometimes we'll have uh, a five thirty show, a seven thirty show, and then a twelve thirty brunch. And oh, sometimes wow. we just have uh, one show. But uh, what's been fun for me is learning how to navigate and control the e- control the energy of the room. Like that's been really fun to do. Um, and like I, I, you know, you when you when you're first watching people host other shows, it's like, oh, I wish I could do that. And then you start to do it. And then I think the best hosts and MCs realize that uh, we're a part of something greater than ourselves. Um, you definitely and, have that. 
I don't know. I, I don't know how timing. else to put it. Yeah, you have timing. That's yeah. what I saw. Like you, because one of the skits that you did, you actually brought up one of my friends on stage, and you—I forget what what um, game you guys were playing, but you have timing and you're fast. Like you pick up, you know, and 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 run with the joke really fast, and it's great. It's like that's what it's, makes you. It's my favorite. My favorite is bringing people up on stage and just having fun with it, and like literally, like at the drop of a hat, I'll come up with something stupid. Uh, to make everybody laugh um, and like that's my favorite part of the show actually the middle of the show where I bring all the celebrations up on stage and yes. I give them their moment to shine it's like um, I grew up being bullied for being you know gay obviously and not and then you know add being Latino on top of that um, and like growing up in Orange County ooh. oh wow triple triple I've, you know, I heard slurs that I did. And I, and I was like, what does that mean? Like, you know, when you're a little kid, like at six years old and, you know, I got called a uh, fag for the first time when I was four years old. And um, yes. you don't forget those things because it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't I don't, I don't understand why these people don't like me. And like, yeah. I always felt like I didn't fit in. So when I host my own show, my goal is to make everyone feel like I've always wanted to feel all my life. Oh, I love that. I know, and you do I it. Love and you do it. And you do it so well. And I think that's what why I fell in love with you. Cause the day that we saw the show and I couldn't take my eyes off you. Like the other girls were pretty and they were cute. But you have a lot of charisma and magnetism. You know how to use that. And so, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you are making people feel what you want them to feel yeah. exactly yeah you are, and I, so. don't, I don't have to say, what's crazy is like you you know you don't have to say it you know what i mean there's a way of letting everyone know hey you're welcome here and you can be yourself and the way i do it is like i talk shit about myself like i will like drag myself through the mud <laughs> but like obviously in a joking way where it's like but it's like it lets everyone know hey i'm not gonna judge you I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> we all are, honey. <laughs> but but it's okay. It's okay. You can be a mess with me. Come along on the ride. And then I feel like uh, what always ends up happening at my show is people might come in with like a, what are we even here for? In the back of this little bar. Because like you walk into, and you're like, where? Like you walk into the, like, the, even the parking lot's like, where the fuck are we? I know. Yeah. We're like. <laughs> and then you get inside and it's like, oh, it's okay. I like the ambiance. And then it's like, boom, the show starts. And you're like, oh, this is why we're here. Mm -hmm. like, and, it's and it's fun. And it's fun. I missed out on that show. Though. You did. Because <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I'm like, I'm buying you drinks and I'm kidnapping you. And we're going to the bars. <laughs> oh, yeah. We went bar hopping after. <laughs> I said, you are mine. I claim you. I love you. And and I knew then I was like, this, I have to interview Anya. I want to know. Baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> but here, I, what I love what you just said, though, because going back to, I want to go back to the genesis, the beginning of who you are. And you said at four, when did you know? That's the, like, the question. Uh, I, I feel like um, I kind of, I didn't always know, you know, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people say I didn't always like, 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 I just knew from like, whatever. But when I was a little kid, like 
I thought boys and girls were both pretty. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I found appreciation in both. But I knew that I, I knew that there was something about how I liked boys that was not what I, growing up, you know, wasn't you're, typical. Told, you're told is acceptable um, until I started. And then when I really understood it was when I started going through puberty. Okay. And then that those like thoughts of like, oh my gosh, that that pretty boy uh, over there, uh, the way I feel, the way I get butterflies around him, it's not just because I think he's pretty. Like I think my girlfriend's pretty. It's it's because I want to kiss the boy in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> um, you got heart eyes coming out. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, that's when I like when I started going through puberty, I started to understand my feelings were more more than just like oh um objectively that's a beautiful person it was like no 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 you're you're attracted to yeah this person. when did you find drag well wait let's let's before we go there let's go let's go back a little bit further or let's continue on that route where we're at because i'm curious when you found out like when you discovered yourself and like this like you like boys like did you talk to your parents about this was this something that you came straight out with mm. or how long were you living this way well you I growing up catholic um mm. I kept it to myself for the mm. longest time for the longest time I don't think I did not come out until I was 16 um I started watching you know adult entertainment um <laughs> Ooh, spicy uh when i was like 11 or 12 like 11 okay. or 12 like you know you i got curious and i started looking things up online like boys kissing on youtube back when youtube had porn <laughs> <laughs> back in the free days <laughs> you remember that you remember that? i was like oh. actually don't remember that did they did they, yes. they did they fully did uh -huh. they fully yeah. did and then like things started to change eventually and i had to get more like creative google creative google yeah. search um but yeah no um oh this is really dark um but my brother saw the search history because i didn't know how to clear it i was a little kid and he threatened to kill me um <sighs> he, he said if you ever look this up again i will kill you and i'll kill myself because i don't want to go to jail uh so um oh. obviously super traumatic um so like yeah. I wanted to open up about it, but then after that, it's like maybe I shouldn't. So I I I stayed in the closet for like five more years after that. Um, How old were you? You said 11, 12? Like eleven or twelve, oh. like sixth grade between sixth grade That's and scary. seventh grade. Oh. And then I started getting into like the dark emo yeah. music and stuff. Um, uh, like Evanescence. I'm by the way, uh, Evanescence. I'm gonna go see them this year, but that band got me through a lot oh. of dark times. Uh, and I like I already told my sister, I when we go to that concert, bitch, I'm gonna be in the audience like, eh. <laughs> like a chiona, chiona as fuck, <laughs> because it's like um, you you said something. It's it's going back to those healing, but but what you used as healing. Yeah, you and gotta process you said, the pain. You said right. You said something on one of your posts because I'm obsessed with you and I follow all your stories, so I do stalk you. Um, it was your birthday. Happy birthday, by the Thank way. You. Um, oh, happy birthday! And Thank you did a special shout out to your sister that I loved, and you said something about her 
Yes. Tell yeah. me about that. Um, oh, you're getting me all emotional. <laughs> um, no, yeah. It made like me when, emotional. Um, me and my sister, when we were growing up, we were like, uh, you could, como se dice, what's the term? Two peas in a pod. When you like, got me. You couldn't, you uh -huh. couldn't keep us away from each other. People, and we like, people thought we were twins. Um, but we were like one one year apart. She was born in 92. I was born in 91. And um, growing up, you know, everybody like everybody told me I was too feminine. And then I tried hanging out with the boys and the boys didn't like me. And then, you know, I'd hang out with the girls. But then, you know, I'd want to go to the slumber parties. But because I was a boy, I couldn't go. So I was like in this weird mm -hmm. middle thing where I'm like, I don't know where I fit in. You know, and then you can't be open about being gay because if you do that, that's going to open your world up to being bullied even more. So yeah. um, my sister, she was like the only person I can like I could have like listened to Britney Spears with or watch Sailor Moon or watch Lizzie McGuire together and sing the sing the Grease soundtrack, sing Christina's Back to Basic <laughs> album. Uh, like just like all these things that people like now it's more like it's like it's a more socially acceptable to be like oh I listen and do that, that, that. but like back then um, if I to even told people oh my god I love Britney Spears's music like it was one of those things where is he is he and uh, a lot of we like I, I think uh I don't I don't take it for granted at all. Like I like the freedom I had to be myself around my sister. And she let me be like she let me explore the feminine aspect of myself because like there's a duality to me. Like I am masculine, but I am also feminine. Um, and I'm uh, I, she gave me the freedom to watch novelas with her and <laughs> like not just be just be my gay ass self. And like, uh, yeah. I, it was a safe. It's a safe. It's a my first safe space. Oh, beautiful! That's beautiful. So then, tell us how you. How did you discover drag? How did you? How did you find it and say, "Oh my god"? Because you're amazing. Well, like first, I had to get over the like tox toxic masculinity. Because the first time I met a drag queen, I was like. Like, you know, uh, judgmental as fuck. Like growing up being told, okay. growing up being told that I was uh, like, you have to mask it up. Um, being told that like, it influences how you interact with men, uh, men who were feminine. Um, mm -hmm. And at that time period, I still wasn't comfortable with myself. So the first times I, the first few times I met uh, drag queens, I was just like put off by by them but it, it what was what was actually happening was uh something that was internalized within me where i had like self-hate of my feminine nature um i was projecting onto them mm -hmm. and um it i think when i finally started warming up to it was when i met like my first drag mother or my only drag mother that i had that i've had uh, I haven't had one since then, and she's not my drag mother anymore. <laughs> uh, I I still have like I'm still grateful for her, but anytime I took that girl out, she would get into fights with everybody, 
and mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a professional, like I'm a business person. If you are bringing drama to my place of work, I am not bringing you to my place of work. Right. So, but but what she did with me was she's trans actually. Um, but she, like, and I I find I find this comfort with trans women, where they like they're so comfortable with their feminine side. It made me comfortable with my feminine side. And she brought, she slowly broke the shell that I built up. Um, and like, I learned to love that aspect of myself. And then I would, and that's when I actually warmed up to the idea of going to a drag show and watching a drag show. And I would watch her perform and I would watch other people perform. And I, <laughs> my fucking catty ass, I would watch and be like, I could do that. I could do better than that. <laughs> I could like, and like slowly, like, come around to it and eventually I was like okay I'm doing this I'm doing this but it, uh, definitely I want to shout out all the trans women who make a lot I feel like a lot of drag queens I know have been made to come come become more comfortable with their feminine side from interacting with trans women no. so I, I have a question then so what's the difference between a, a transgender woman and a drag queen <laughs> It, uh, with drag, it's just a costume. Mm -hmm. um, but there are trans women who do drag. Mm -hmm. You know, they're... Uh, um, but it's like... I, uh, I would compare it to, like, even women who do drag. I, there are straight women who do drag. It, they live their day-to-day -day life as women. And then the, the, the costume... The, the drag part is just a costume. Mm -hmm. It's just an amplified version of ourselves. So then would you say that, okay, and I, I know I was talking to Claudia about this earlier. So doing drag and being a drag queen, like, is there a difference or is that the same? Because <laughs> one is like you're do like you're do like you just said, like you're, they, they do drag. Performing. Yeah, they're performing. Yeah, um, drag is such a, it's such it's become such an insane thing it's become such an insane thing because it used to be just something you would go at a, to a club to and experience at a gay at a gay bar right now straight bars have uh have drag shows um drag queens are featured in magazines there's entire tv shows dedicated to it i just auditioned for a tv show fingers crossed i hope i get it um uh and they wanted my drag persona. Um, so it, it's just a drag has become this, this billion dollar industry. I think that yeah. like, that's literally like recently been a thing. And even the company I work for, Illusions, a drag queen show, we're that's an international company. We have uh, shows in the UK, in Australia, uh, in the all over the United States. And like they're going they're like breaking out. Um, but I'm in charge of booking the Illusions of Drag Queen show in Palm Springs. And I have had girls who, hey, I'm visiting in Palm Springs from the East Coast through my boss. Like I'm getting connected to to people throughout the world. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, I can't believe I'm a part of this. That's amazing. Cool. Do you get to travel to those other places then? I want to. But... I thoroughly believe if I'm going to be traveling, I need savings, like hella savings. And yeah. I need to learn to budget. <laughs> <laughs> don't we? Hey, <laughs> don't look too much to like, help you. Uh, like paying my bills, <laughs> pretty costumes. 
paying my bill <laughs> pretty costumes it's like a it's like a monthly struggle <laughs> gotta manifest it we gotta manifest more uh money for your pretty costumes and travel <laughs> you know what i'm gonna start so i, I want to start designing myself because it's i have so many ideas and i used to actually study fashion design okay so i kind of want to get back into it um but it's like it's a lot juggling uh work and then like adding more to the work like how do i build create flyers and uh oops, sorry burping <laughs> not a drag burping. <laughs> it, i had a i had an energy drink so it's like it's kicking <laughs> in you know um but yeah, like how do I how do I add another thing to the things that I already do a lot? And like I'm even learning more tricks about fix styling hair and like I think a really well rounded drag queen is going to be one somebody who can do every element of of what it takes to run a business because this is a yep. business. Um, but yeah, like <sighs> you are the business, and the you are. So we, before we got on, we were talking about your amazing costumes and the fabulous red bolero hat that you're wearing right now that you designed yourself you put the fringe and the dazzle and how long first of all where do you get inspired to do these costumes what inspires you and like how long does it take you to do a hat like that or a wig that you like this with? this okay hair oh hair Hair is so hard. <laughs> Styling hair is so hard. And like uh, when it's syn synthetic, it's even worse because uh, it wants to do its own thing and you have to like tame that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I literally, uh, it, it, it literally takes me all day to style a wig. Like from beginning to end, it, I will spend like, and I know queens who can like style, make a style happen within like two or three hours or five, but I'm like, I, I literally, it took me, it takes me all 12 hours of the day to style a wig. Um, That's a long ass time. Yeah. This hat took me all day, but um, I have a lot of experience stoning. Um, like I, I, we were talking about how I had, I used to work for a designer and I would stone things for Megan the Stallion, Cardi B, uh, um, Becky G, Normani like all these big names and like uh I remember I, I just ran into one of the girls when I was shopping in LA uh and and uh she like told me like we still talk about how you're like the fastest stoner like that's ever worked like that's ever worked in this company like and like I remember too I think I was the first person that they saw pick up three rhinestones with the same wand and apply them like two 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 like one, two, three, one, two, three. And like most people go one, two, three. And I'd be like, three, three, three. You got an assembly line going, bitch. <laughs> oh, honey, no, I, I think that's how I approach everything. How can I do this as quickly as possible, but still present, give you a quality product? Um, and, Oh, you know what? Let me show you some behind the scenes right now. <laughs> I love the hat. I think I need a hat. Oh my goodness. I, I want like... that in pink. Okay, I'm doing a hat. Hachito makeup look. And... <gasps> okay, stop right now. I am did looking you, uh, at Did you bedazzle it like that? Dress. Yes, I bedazzled it. 
I love this dress that. is from Forever 21. You think it came from Forever 21 like this? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the hot I... Cheeto look. And I saw you were working on some of the, the, the makeup look. Yeah, I have the sketchbook right here too. Um, because I like I uh there the I but I wanna also like I cop one of the I the idea that I for this specific hot cheeto look. Um I I reference a lot of people. So like I wanna shout out like Lexi Lala makeup. Cause they're they're I'm copying one of their makeup looks, but um, I'm I'm adding my own little twist where I'm bedazzling it with rhinestones as well. That so is, is fabulous. This is the idea for my eye makeup. I love um, that for for that shoot, and I'm gonna actually style the hair either tomorrow or or tonight, but most likely tomorrow because I've been like trying to make it so that I can walk around in my room again because I haven't been home all weekend. <laughs> So Anya, what inspires you to come up with these costumes? Like, what is it like a hot Cheeto? <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I got the idea of doing a makeup series inspired by things that Latinos like to eat. But I like, was thinking <laughs> like the snacks, like hot Cheetos <laughs> are like we're known. Like, I remember going to freaking high school and the Lat Lat the Latinos always had the freaking hot Cheetos and you could always tell girls. which girls had the hot Cheetos because our fingers and mouth and tongues were red. That's like um, my child. Okay. That's not the way he lives on. <laughs> but, and, but you know what? I've also realized uh, it's not just, it's not just la la Latinos. It's like any, like if you're from the hood, <laughs> you love hot Cheetos. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, look at Megan the Stallion. She just came out with the song called Flaming Hot. Yeah, uh, for the for the uh, uh the what's it called the hot she did a hot Cheetos commercial. Mm -hmm. And I was oh like, my oh. god! And like you know, I'm so proud of her too because it's like, uh, I think when I, I, one of the things I'm starting to like, I don't know, I feel like we should all be this way. Whenever like somebody who is uh ethnic succeeds, it should be seen as a success a success for uh -huh. all of us. Yeah, because yep. even though it's not, even though she's not Mexican. You know, it creates opportunities for people of color in the future to have more opportunities like that. And she's somebody who I'm like, by by. Oh, she also has. Uh, we were born on the same day, February fifteenth. Huh? Ooh, yeah, so even like, more. But like, I love, I love, you know, I love to see her winning, and I just like to see women winning in general. Um, you know what I remember? Uh, we were talking because we were talking. We I would mention Snow the product at my drag show and you were like are you latina are you la like you were like you were like i'm clocking it you're mexican like because that's like <laughs> no is super fucking mexican like so mexican yeah and like i like my hat's off to her like because you know i grew up where also being gay and being latino like you think, oh, well, my whole family is going to disown me when I come out of the closet. I haven't been to Mexico since I came out of the closet. And um, my grandpa recently died. And oh. like it, it's been bothering me that I didn't go because of my pride of being the fear of not being loved by my family. Um, but uh, I love people like Snow where she didn't give a fuck if she, the people liked her or not. She was going to celebrate being Latina and being like the lesbian, despite what the fuck people thought. And like, I think people like that who, 
who do that shit when it's not cool, you know, because it wasn't yeah. it wasn't cool for the fucking longest time. And yep. she's she's been repping for uh the queer community and fucking Latinos. Latinos. Like she's people like her make it easier for us to do to be who the fuck we are. So and that is one thing that I feel like when I see because I'm obsessed with like RuPaul, I mean, I go, I, I'm old. So I go back to divine and, you know, watching cry baby. Like I love, and I've always loved drag. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, would tease people. I'm like, I literally probably in a former life was a drag queen, um, because I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with makeup and looks and all of that, you know, um, to me though, drag, is about empowerment and confidence. You, I, that's what it brings out. That's what I see when I see, you know, a drag queen. I'm like, that takes a lot of fucking balls yeah. <laughs> to do because to get up on stage and present that way and own every part of yourself and things that you're not like taking on more like femininity and yeah. you know that it's it's all about but, empowerment. But like I, you know, I, I also think it's, it's just brave to be a woman. Like I, I like, you know, I, I know you're, you know, giving me my, sh like a shout out, but it's like women go through so much shit. Women go through so much shit. Like I, and, uh, I always, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very big defender of women. I, yeah. I you know, I, I see things happen where women will come forward and, you know, you hear shit like, oh, but what were you wearing? Oh, you were probably asking for it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I hear shit like that and it drives me crazy because all my life, all my fucking life, women have always been the ones who, when I'm crying because I, of all the bullying I'm going through, uh, it's women who nuzzle me and make me feel better and who've lifted me up my whole life. Yes. So... I I, all, I feel a responsibility to stand up for women and it's an honor to even be able to emulate them through my craft uh, because I, I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for women. I don't think I'd be here today if, if we didn't have women. Well, Scientifically speaking, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> None of us would be here you today. Get, you get where women. I'm coming from. You <laughs> know I what totally... I mean. I totally get it, but I, I love what you're saying and it's inspiring because, and it's good because I think we need people to, uh, it's about protecting and being safe spaces. You know, we need to protect the, you know, the community that is struggling to be seen. We need to yeah. protect them and we need to protect women too, because yeah. you're absolutely right. We are the ones that, you know, take people in and try to make now not everyone but most women you're right we are the ones that are open. yeah very open. compassionate more willing to uh hear people out and just uh see both sides i think i think women are really good at doing the whole devil's advocate thing but from coming out not coming from a place of being um uh what's it called uh, a contrarian but from right. like a, a place of love. Cause I've met people who are very much a uh, devil's advocate just to be for the sake of having a contrary out uh, yeah. opinion. But women come from a place of like, no, I want to understand 
I want to understand you. And like, I've, I've learned a lot of my life lessons from women in that regard. I love that. How was your relationship with your mom? Oh, I'm the mom. I'm a big mama's boy. <laughs> big time, big time. Um, I actually did a drag show where I dressed up my mom as my mini me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> um, you know, the song El Consejo by Ana Barbara with Paquita del Barrio. Yes. Yeah. I brought my mom to Palm Springs and we performed that song together. And she was Paquita and I was Ana Barbara. Um, but I made her look like me. I was going to do an illusions thing where I transform my mom into Paquita and I was going to be Ana Barbara, which I look a lot like when I'm doing it, when I, cause we have, she, she's Latina. Like I have Latina features and, yeah. and like I can, I couldn't look like her. So um, I wanted to do that, but then they said, no, you have to make a twin. So my mom was my twin for a day it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And then I think the most touching part of that experience was the amount of people that came up to me and my mom after being grateful that um, they felt like my mom was their mom at that moment. She was supporting she was supporting me and also like I made one of her dreams come true. I was I'm about to embarrass my mom. I hope she doesn't see this. <laughs> but like when she was uh when she was a little girl, she told me, you know how the movies romanticized, you know, the cabarets yeah. back in the day. And it was a very romantic job. Um in the movies. Uh in real life, if you were a cabaretera, you would like consider a prostitute. But my yeah. mom my mom wanted to be a cabaretera was very much influenced by the movies. Yeah. Um, so like so she thought it was a romantic thing and then she found out later, you know, it was. <laughs> but when she was a little girl, she wanted to be a cabaretera. And she said, like, she told me on the way to the Palm to Palm Springs, like, I've always wanted to be a cabaretera. And I feel <laughs> like I'm living my dream right now. And I was and uh, and I was like, this is like fucking amazing. Like my mom's been asking me to do her makeup forever. And like, you know, it was a very beautiful bonding experience. Um, that is so cute. I want to see what she looked like. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. Maybe you can put it on. Yeah. Something. <laughs> That's so yeah, cute. I, it's on my page. It's on my page, and people still talk to me about it. I forget. Like, and <laughs> it's so funny how that happens. Uh, I've done so many competitions where people, I'm competing against people, and I'm like, I'm there to win. I'm so competitive. Like, <laughs> I want to. I want everyone to lose against me, but. Uh, you know, there's some sometimes people have bigger strengths than me and vice versa. So you're not always going to win because some people might have be better in one way than another. But the one thing I'm not is uh, forgettable because people always remember come up to me and tell me that they remember when I did X, Y or Z. And and I'm like, I'm, I'm always surprised that I impact people in that way. And I have the power to impact people in that way. It's it's humbling. Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I, 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 I don't feel like I deserve it, but I also, I, I also know I put a lot of work into this and I deserve the praise that I get. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You had me at the death drop, bitch. I was like, <laughs> no, she did not. I was trying to hold my camera for, you know, to record stuff. And then I didn't know you were doing that. And I lost my shit. I was like, did you see that? Did you see <laughs> yeah no and and it's it's funny people are always surprised when i do the the gymnastics um (laughs) 
because you know I come out and I do Dolly Parton, I come out and I do the Bride of Chucky or Shania Twain, and you know those those divas don't typically do stuff like that, and I try to embody them as much as I can. Um, but when it, when I when we do the group number at the end, I'm like, now I'm just gonna have fun, like no holds barred. Let's just fuck shit up. <laughs> and so it, much fun. And the, I used to I used to ha have these girls that did my show back in the day where like, can you do a death drop? Can you do a death drop? And we would all coordinate exactly when a certain beat happened to the song. And we all boom, shablammed at the same time. Wow. And the audience would go crazy. And like, I miss working with them, but um, they found success and they're being like, they're working all over SoCal. And I'm happy that I was able to create a, a sort of launching pad for them where they weren't getting hired before. And then like, I started, you know, hiring them at my show, getting them to understand what it meant to, what it means to cater to an audience. Cause I remember when I first started drag, I used to perform for me, but there comes a point when you take it as a business and you start performing for the audience, but you find that happy medium of I'm doing the songs I want to do in a way that it's going to entertain the audience. And, and it's a very, when like when I, when you continue to hire somebody and they start to see, and they build their relationship with that audience, it, you can see when they start to get it where it's like, Oh, it's not, it's more than just about me. It's about the audience as well. But it's amazing. Like one of my friends just told me, I just saw she was, she worked from Thursday to Sunday, all in San Diego this whole week. And she, she makes way more than I do now. And I'm like, wow. Bitch, fuck it up. But <laughs> it started, she said it started with me. And if I didn't give her the, the stage, she wouldn't have uh, the opportunity. But I also let her know, just remember, I you you know, you're there because of your talent. Like, yes, I create, yeah. I, I always believed in her talent. But, you know, yes, and yes, you doing my show maybe helped you in one way or another. But at the end of the day, who was doing the performances that got them noticed? It, was I doing your numbers or was it you? So like, I, I, I think it's important to like, I, I'm grateful when people acknowledge that I've helped them, but it's like, you put in the work though. You put in the work you got to have. Yeah. I, Cause I don't, I don't like it when people are like, oh, well, you wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Where people get no. toxic like that. Yeah, no. They want to make you feel indebted. And, uh, right. I, I'm, I pray I never become that person. <laughs> You won't. You're special. What I want to know two things. Your name. How did you come up with that? And your first debut performance. What what was your costume? Oh god, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing thinking about like my, my first performance. Uh so catty too. Like not me. I walked into the dressing room. I saw this drag queen. I it was my very first drag show. I had this whole lace dress. I had no pads at the time. I was skinny. <laughs> and I had a corset. Um, and so like, you know, it created the shape, but my skinny ass like thought, whatever, I'm a woman. Like, ah, like <laughs> so stuck up. So stuck up. But this... I, I come into the dressing room and this girl, she goes, oh, is this your first drag show? And I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited. And she's like, yeah, I can tell. Like, oh, oh I can tell bitch. this is your first drag show. Anyway, <laughs> she's not invited to my show. 
I'm petty as fuck. I was like, I won't forget how you made me feel. I don't, I, that was like, that was rotted. Like, you know, I remember, you know, I had busted makeup when I first started. And I see girls who are just starting and their makeup looks like mine did back when I started. Like, I won't ever, I hope I, like, I, I think about how people made me feel. I'm like, I'm never going to do that to somebody else. Um, I love that. And like, and I always tell them, be patient. It took me three years to figure out how to glue my eyebrows and uh, place my lashes. So be patient with yourself. You'll get there. Don't rush. Um, yeah. You're going to be a bad bitch one day. Just look at me. I, I wasn't always a bad bitch. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to place my lashes. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. hard. People don't talk about how it's like, it's like a, you, you have to glue a, a single strip a single and strip. Not Makeup let it get easy. on your fingers. Because yeah. the moment's on and your then, fingers, it's then, like coming off with your nail. And then you're supposed to somehow glue it on your lash line in a way that looks natural. Natural. Yeah. And yeah. you're literally doing 3D art on your face. Mm -hmm. Like lash placement is so difficult. Yeah. And I, the, the only reason drag queens get really good at it is because they do it repeatedly, repeatedly, every show, every show. You have to do it over and over and over again and you eventually get it. But it is so difficult. It is it so is. difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then your name? My name, Anya Body. Well, I, I started off as Anya Nisbiach. Um, yeah, <laughs> because I wanted something that sounded European and like, you know, the Yach, like, mo, mo, you know, Jovovich and like a lot of okay. Eastern Europeans names end with a, the CH. Uh -huh. So I did the Anya Nisbiach because I like, you know, I had this, I was very inspired by this drag queen who's like Russian or her, her, her drag character is Russian. So that's where the inspiration came from. But then I was like, I want it to be a pun, though. Like, I want my name to be funny. And then there was a drag queen in Vegas, I think, who had the same name, Anya Knees. But then, <laughs> but then I, I started working, and then she changed it to Anya Knees Pitch. Like, after I came out, and I was like, oh, I guess I got to change this. And I was pissed and whatever, but I'm glad I changed it because I like Anya Body so much more. But Anya Body was originally... It's a long fucking story. <laughs> Anya Body Fierce, because Body Fierce was the name of the drag house I was a part of at that time. Got and it. Me and my drag mother, and they went to, to Anya Body Sacrifice because I wanted to be a spooky queen. Um, and then I started kind of figuring out that I liked doing celebrity illusions a lot. So I just, I just cut off the sacrifice and now it's just Anya Body. And like... Uh, I use that as a little joke to be like, one, I'm a slut, two, I'm funny, <laughs> and three, uh, I can be anybody. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about, because I watched Pose, and I watched all, you know, I'm, again, obsessed with drag. Tell me about house mothers, kind of explain, a lot of people don't understand if they're not watching or aware yeah. of, like, the culture. What does, if you can, what's about it's it's it depends on who you are it, re it really does i'm not a part of any drag house um i'm not a part of any clicks actually uh i very much am like self-built from the ground up um and you know it can be it can be it can be a great uh, it can be a strength and a weakness because I feel like uh, a lot of times if you're a part of like a clique, the clique will, you know, uh, 
lift you up and you'll get opportunities within a click. Uh, but I'm like a free agent. So sometimes it's harder when you're a free agent and you're trying to get opportunities, but you're not a part of the group. But uh, you can do it on your own. Yeah, yeah I've learned it. I, I really leaned into my celebrity illusions and it's gotten me so like so many opportunities. It's gotten me the opportunity in Palm Springs. I wouldn't have it that show if I didn't do celebrity illusions. And like also I got that show during quarantine they were wow. I was doing private events where they were through illusions. They would hire me to go to people's backyards and perform to like parties of three. Sometimes it was a party of 10 and it was all socially distanced. And <laughs> I would get really great reviews. I would get really great reviews um, from just the interactions I had with people. And my boss kept seeing all these great reviews because I was my my drag queen friend would post about it. I need this person. I need this celebrity. I need this celebrity. And I was the only one responding because uh, <laughs> it's like a weird thing where everyone says celebrity illusion is a dying art. And it's not a valid. I've had people say it's not a valid form of drag. And then uh, they see the success I'm getting from doing my celebrity illusions. And those same people that were talking shit now all they have is celebrity illusion themed shows or illusions themed shows. And I'm like, it's always so funny how that works. Like the like, the people will always talk crap about something and then turn around and do the thing they were talking crap about. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I That's got, they, they say, don't, don't spit up. Cause it's going to come right back at you. You never yep. know. <laughs> yep. But um, no. And the reviews came to my boss and he trusted his gut. And he said, there's something special about this person. Um, and he, I mean, <laughs> shooting my own horn. He's right. I'm, I'm naturally a good host. Um, you are. I like, I've been doing it for two years and there's people telling me like, I've, they compare me to other shows to be like, I've gone to this show, this person show and people who I respect, like, and whose hosting abilities. I'm like, they're good hosts. Uh, and like, I, I don't ever want to take away from anybody and it's, but they always tell me this is like the... I frequently get told this is the best drag show I've ever been to. And a lot of it has to do with your energy. And my favorite compliment that I ever got was uh, this drag queen saying, this person saying, I've seen Bob the drag queen in New York. Bob the drag queen is an incredible, like one of the best MCs I've heard ever. Wow. They said, I've not been this entertained since I've seen Bob the drag queen in New York. Wow. And that, like, yep. That's the best compliment you could ever give me. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree, it, I'm dead serious. Your birthday's coming up, bestie. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do. We yes. need to go see Anya Body at Illusions. I, I'm inviting whoever wants to go. Listeners, let's go. <laughs> let's make let's go. it a Launch. day. And then we'll kidnap Anya again and we'll go party it up. Our hopping bitch, <laughs> let's do it, honey. Round two. Round two, the yes. sequel, part three, four, five, six, and seven. You, I'll be there need, this time. You need to see Anya in this show. And again, the reason why you you have it, whatever that is, it that people call it, you have it. You have the personality, the charisma, you're magnetic, you are funny as fuck, and you're talented. You 
or your costumes and everything that you do, your personality, and you're just very open and genuine. You are not the drag queen that is, I, I'm not going to say any names, but I have met some drag queens in real life and I love them. I love them. Yeah. They weren't very nice to me. <laughs> we're not, I you know, like those drag queens. I, uh, we're not all the same. And that's what makes this art form so great. That's why yeah. there's some variety. Um, but, you know, sometimes too, if you want the diva, you're going to get the diva. There's so there are certain drag queens where I'm like, she's a little bitchy, but her Respect. work, Respect. her work, like, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, you can be a bitch to me because your work is way better than mine. <laughs> so that's, that was my consolation. That's what I said. I said, you know, I'm a, I'm, I, I respect and I bow down because you are a queen and she demanded that. And I, I, I get it. So I'm like, but you, your energy is very much like similar to, I like to say me where I'm like, we just come on, bitch, let's go. We're going to have a good time. You're all, we, I'm, I could be the punching bag. You could be the, pun we'll, we'll just all be a hot mess together. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I this is, I, maybe we can end it on this note. Um, but Growing up, like I said, I didn't fit in and I wasn't allowed to come over to the girls' slumber parties. I feel like when I do my show, it's like I'm having the slumber party and everybody's welcome. Yeah. Let's go have a slumber party in Palm Springs! <laughs> I love it. I love Anya body. Anya, thank you so much for gracing us with your fabulosity we are going to be seeing you in palm springs and whoever else wants to go we're already let, let me know when too let me know when we'll put it on on the day of the podcast bitch we'll have a whole freaking kiki about it i love it absolutely <laughs> just don't, go on, just don't be... drive to us on a friday driving to us on the friday oh my god it's like three where you where do you come from i'm uh, we're in uh the san fernando san valley, valley. Fernando Valley is that LA or yeah what do you mean you don't know this <laughs> girl I don't fucking know I went to school for arts not geography <laughs> I, I love that that's what I'm, I'm gonna use that actually <laughs> <laughs> well it's 20 miles north of uh LA but either Got way it. oh but, the valley what, the valley the valley, the valley. What, yeah yeah what days it's are four you hours on a Friday to get there Bitch, yeah. I know. Trust me. Unless we leave early. Yeah. Like, but like after after the work rush hour, that's the best time to leave. Yeah. yeah. Or early, early. Like we'll we'll start, we'll get there early. Start, we're gonna drink and we'll be there. And we're inviting whoever wants to come. Um, it's we're gonna celebrate Esma's birthday. Yes, hey. I'm gonna see you in person, Anya. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> It's gonna be fun. We'll do a shot together. It'll be my treat. Woo! Oh, I, I, wasn't love able, it. I wasn't able to drink right now, bitch, but we're gonna get lit when we see each other. We are. We are <laughs> gonna get we lit. Are. <laughs> well, thank you, Anya. And you anybody has to go see her in Palm Springs or wherever you are, because you're not just in Palm Springs. So we're gonna be posting Some, wherever yeah, you are. I I work in Whittier sometimes. You just gotta stay tuned to my my social media at A N Y A W O D Y on Instagram. I put all of the events that I do on my page. Um because like if you want I, I'm very much like I don't care if only two or five people like my post uh if you it's a good way to find out where I'm going to be at and everybody's welcome well I'm going to be forever your number one fan and stalker we will be there thank you so much for being here you have been listening to here hold my mimosa with Claudia and Asma cheers, cheers bitches, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>